بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول القریب اما بعد الحمد للہ ٹنائٹ از دا الیونتھ آف جنوری ان دا ایئر to do in the sacred month of Rajab. And by way of summary, when the holy month of Rajab arrives the first night, it's a special night in which du'as are answered by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's also recommended to fast in the holy month of Rajab and to offer a sacrifice called the Atira, which is a sunnah sacrifice. So as promised to mention a few other things about this holy month. So Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah in his work Muqashifatul Qulub page 301 he said the month of Rajab has been derived from the word Tarjib which means to honor. It is also known as Al-Asab which means fast flowing as mercy is rapidly showered upon those who repent in this month. It is also called Al-Asm which means the most deaf for the sound of war and weapons is not heard at all during this month. So stopping the quote. So Imam Ghazali, Hujjatul Islam, the proof of Islam, he is explaining why it's called Rajab. And the first thing he mentions is derived, it's taken from the word Tarjib, the root words. Tarjib means to honor. So why is Allah the Almighty called it Rajab? Because he's honored that month. The second thing Imam Ghazali said, Rahmatullah it is also known as Al-Asab. And that literally means in Arabic, fast flowing. Why? Because mercy is rapidly showered upon those who repent in this month. Then the third thing he said, it is also called Al-Asm, meaning the most deaf, not deaf, the most deaf. Why? Because there are no sounds of war and weapons in this month. Then Imam Ghazali, Rahmatullah, he mentioned, There are three letters in the word Rajab. Not in English. In English, there's five letters. But in the Arabic, there's three letters. There's the Re, there's the Jim, and there's the Be. The first letter, Re, stands for Rahmatullah, i.e. the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second letter, Jim, stands for Jurm, i.e. the crime of the person. And the third letter, B, stands for Bir, good. Thus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, place my servant's jurm between my rahmah and my bir. So what did the great Imam Ghazali say? Three letters. The Re and the B, the first letter of Rajab, is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last letter of Rajab, Bay, is Bir, meaning good. 
What's the middle letter? The middle letter is jurm. That means the crime. So the crime of the person is placed between the mercy and the good. So what's going to happen to the crime is going to be obliterated. So this is another reason why Imam Ghazali said it's called Rajab. Because your sins will be pulverized if you treat this month with honor and respect. Let's turn to another great saintly soul. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Rahmatullah, he said, in Ghunyatul Talibin, page 229, this month is also called Shahrul Rajam, the month of stoning. As the Shayateen are stoned in it, so they do not harm the Muslims. This blessed month is also known as Al Asm, which means the most deaf. For it has not been heard or recorded that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished a nation in this month contrary to other months when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent punishment on nations. So who is this person? Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Rahmatullah He was a descendant of the Prophet about a thousand years ago. Both his mother and father are direct descendants of the Prophet. So he's a perfect Sayyid. In terms of his fiqh, he followed Imam Ahmad. So he was a humble. But he's more famously known as the great saint. The saint of saints. So what did he say? Now think about that. Who are these people I'm mentioning? Imam Ghazali, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani. So how ludicrous for a person to say there's nothing special about this month. When you've got the giants talking about it at great length. But Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jirani, he said two things about Rajab. He said, it's Shahrul Rajab, the month of stoning. Because Allah Ta'ala deals with the shayateen. So they can't harm the Muslims. He's stoning them. So they're less effective in this month. He then said, it's called Al-Asm, the most deaf. And he gave another meaning. Imam Ghazali said, it's the most deaf because there's no weapons heard in this month. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani said, it's the most deaf because Allah Ta'ala has never punished any nation in this month, ever. Look how amazing that is. How many nations has Allah the Almighty and Glorious destroyed? You can rattle them out. Qawmi Ad, Qawmi Thamud, the nation of Nuh. Not one of them was destroyed in Rajab. Allah Ta'ala protecting that month. Now think about that. These are unbelievers. Allah Ta'ala wasn't going to punish them in this month. Meaning he's protecting this month. Then what about those who have Iman? How holy is this month for those with Iman? Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam There's a report. In Fawaid in Nihad and Sheikh Ahmad Raza Khan in his Fatawa Radawiya volume 4 page 658 our beloved messenger is reported to have said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I was bestowed with prophethood on the 27th of Rajab. Whoever fasts on this day and supplicates at the time of Iftar, it will be an atonement for 10 years of sins. So this is a very interesting report. So, Sheikh Ahmad Raza Khan, he was a famous Hanafi Imam. And he was, you know, one of the people that turned to, i.e., 
for regards to the understanding of the deen in the Indian subcontinent. So he recorded this in his fatawa, which is interesting, not fazail. And what does it mention? Rasulullah said, I was bestowed with prophethood on the 27th of Rajab. Quite interesting. So how does that work? I'll explain this in a bit. But on the 27th of Rajab, I was given prophethood. Whoever fasts on that day, supplicates at the time of breaking the fast, 10 years of his sins will be forgiven. Confirming further, Salman al-Farisi, he relates that our beloved messengers reported to have said, وسلم, there is a day and night in the month of Rajab. If a person fasts during the day and stands for worship in the night, it will be as if he fasted for 100 years. This is the 27th of Rajab. This is that auspicious day on which Muhammad was declared a prophet. So the Prophet said it again, worship during the night of the 27th, fast on that day, you get a hundred years of fasting, and graciously another report mentions ten years of sins for you. But then the Prophet said it again, on that day, I was declared a prophet, 27th of Rajab. Confirming further, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah, he said, Whoever fasts on the 27th of Rajab, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inscribe a reward of fasting for 60 months, i.e. 5 years. And this is the day when Jibreel, alayhi salatu wasalam, descended with prophethood for Muhammad of Arabia. This is recorded by Sheikh Ahmad al-Najmi in his Tanzih al-Shari'ah 2-161. So the great Abu Huraira also confirmed that Rasulullah was given prophethood on the 27th of Rajab. What else do we know about this night or this day? The grandson of Abu Bakr, Al-Qasim ibn Muhammad said, The Isra of Rasulullah took place on the 27th of Rajab. The miraculous journey from Makkah to Jerusalem took place on the 27th of Rajab. This is recorded by Hafiz ibn Rajab in his Lata'if al-Ma'arif, page 244 of the English translation. So now, this is probably the most one of the most famous things about Rajab. The Isra took place in the famous night journey of the Prophet. So the first thing to point out is another view that it took place in Rabbi al-Awwal. But the majority say it was Rajab. What was given to Rasulullah as a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the night of the 27th? Salah. So think about that. When was Salah given to us? What a gift in the month of Rajab. I thought it wasn't a holy month. I thought there was nothing significant. Why did Allah not give it in Ramadan? Why is he giving you the Salat in Rajab? Because it's a very special night. And what night did Rasulullah go on the uh, Islam Mirage? The same night he was given prophethood, according to the Hadith. So all of this is to honor the holy month of Rajab, to increase it. So now, we'll mention the 27th when we get closer, inshallah, exactly what is mentioned or is recommended to do. But like I mentioned, that the fasts are recommended in this month. 
So there's some very interesting reports I want to share too, which shows that the deed of fasting is most dear to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this blessed month. So this report is recorded by Sheikh Abdul Rahman ibn Abdul Salam Safuri al-Shafi. So who is this Sheikh? So he is a Sheikh who died 894 AH. So in using our calendar in the West, 1489, 15 era. So he passed away roughly 600 years ago. He was a Shafi Sheikh and he wrote a work. It's called Nuzhatul Majalis, volume 1, page 155. So this is Sheikh, he said, At the time of her death, a pious lady in the city of Basra made a will to her son to shroud her in the clothes she used to wear whilst performing worship in the sacred month of Rajab. To stop in the report. So there was a woman in Basra. She's dying. And what did she will that her son do? She told her son, when I die, shroud me in the clothes I did ibadat in the month of Rajab. So she wanted to honor the month of Rajab she, because I did a lot of worship in the holy month of Rajab. Shroud me, my son, in those clothes. After she passed, her son organized the entire and arranged the entire funeral and burial. But subhanallah, he forgot to shroud her in what he was instructed. So he did everything. But he forgot, you know, Allah will that he'd forget. When he returned from the cemetery, he then realized, he thought, oh my God, I was forced to shroud my mother with the clothes she wanted me to shroud her in. I forgot. So he returned to his dwelling. And he was astonished to discover that the cloth in which he had mistakenly shrouded his mother was now back at home. And the cloth which he had instructed him to shroud had disappeared. So look how strange. So he goes back expecting to see the clothes that he was supposed to shroud his mother in to be at home. He goes home, they're not there. And what's now there? What he shrouded his mother in. So he's left bewildered thinking, what's happened here? Suddenly, a voice was heard from the unseen. Take back your shroud. We have shrouded her in the cloth about which she had made a will. Because we do not leave the people who fast in Rajab to grieve in their graves. Because we do not leave the people who fast in Rajab to grieve in their graves. So a karamat took place. What was the karamat? The miracle. Allah Ta'ala arranged for her to be shrouded. She willed it. The sun forgot. The angels probably shrouded her. And they returned the shroud that the sun had mistakenly shrouded her. And what was the reason for that incredible honor? One. We do not leave people who fast in Rajab to grieve in their graves. Look at how amazing that is. If you fast in the month of Rajab, Allah Ta'ala promises that you will not have any problems in the grave. 
He goes, I will never allow that woman to grieve because she used to worship in the month of Rajab. And what did it mention? Though she did lots of worship in that month, it was the fast. It was the fast that caused this incredible honor given to her by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, another amazing report in the same reference. Shaykh Abdul Rahman ibn Abdul Salam Safuri Ashafi, Rahmatullahi, in his work, Nuzhatul Mujalis, volume 1, page 155, he relates. Once the Holy Prophet Isa, alayhi salatu wasalam, he passed by a luminous, sparkling mountain. Curious, he supplicated, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant this mountain the ability to speak so I can understand. So what's happened? If you're asked to describe a mountain, nobody would describe it like this. There's noor coming off it. So this mountain, literally, there was noor blasting of this mountain. So Isa, i.e. Jesus Christ, والسلام, he humbly begged. He goes, oh my Lord, allow this mountain to speak. I would like to know what's happening. The mountain spoke and it said, O oh, Spirit of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is your request? Isa asked, inform me, why are you luminous? Tell me. The mountain replied, a person lives within me. <laughs> because I'm not glowing because of myself, there's somebody living inside me. Isa then he made dua. He goes, Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reveal him before me. He goes, How is a person living inside a mountain? He goes, please you show him. Oh Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mountain immediately split and a saint with a face glowing like the moon emerged from it. The saint looked at Isa and he said, I am a follower of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Stop in the report. What is going on? So who is this person? You'd expect somebody of that time. He's a man who's a disciple or a follower of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Then he said, I made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep me alive until the arrival of the last prophet so that I could see him and may get the honor of getting inducted into his ummah. By the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have been worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this mountain for 600 years. Let's open the report. So the man is explaining to Isa alayhi wasalam, I made a dua. Alhamdulillah, I think Allah has answered that dua. And I said, please let me live to the time of your beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa And he said, thus far, for 600 years I've been worshipping. So now that's interesting. This explains why he was in the mountain. Because if he was on the outside, people would find it very strange that a person's not dying. So he was kept away from the eyes of the people. But this also indicates the time gap between Musa and Isa 
according to this report, 600 years. So then, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, he listens to the saint, he makes a request. He goes, Oh Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is there anyone more honorable to you on this earth than this servant of yours? Look how humble that was. Obviously, he's great. <laughs> but they're very humble. So he goes, is there anybody, Allah, you've honored him so much, subhanallah. You've allowed him to live and live. Not only have you, you're going to answer this dua, you've allowed him to see myself. He never asked to see me. Right? But Allah caused something to happen to make Christ go to him. But is there anybody more honorable on the entire earth than this servant? So he was not expecting no. Allah the Almighty and Glorious, he replied, O Isa, alayhi salatu wasalam, yes, whoever amongst the Ummah of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, fasts a single day in the month of Rajab, he is then more honorable to me than this person. Subhanallah. Whoever amongst the Ummah of Muhammad fasts a single day in the month of Rajab, he is then more honorable to me than this person. So a person goes, hang on a minute. What? So now you've got to look at the wording. This gift is not for the previous Ummah. This is what the hadith is telling you. The previous ummats, they may have fasted, but it wasn't for them. Mm. This is for the ummat of the Prophet. So this is a gift for us. We're the ummat of the Prophet If you keep one fast, imagine, in all your life, in Rajab, Allah the Almighty and Glorious says, you are more honorable to me than that person in the mountain. So what has Allah the Almighty and Glorious done for us? He's accelerated the honor for us, mm. the month of Rajab. Mm. So now, the Prophet what does it mean, the 27th? Mm. So there's actually a report, and it mentions that the Prophet he was conceived in Rajab. Mm. So when his blessed mother and father when when his when he was conceived, it was in Rajab. So look, think about that. Allah Ta'ala caused him to literally come into the worldly realm in the month of Rajab. When was he born? Which month? Rabbil So now if you know the months, you can calculate how many months after he was conceived was he born. So if he was conceived in Rajab, let's go through it. So after Rajab is Sha'aban, then Ramadan, then Shawal, then Dhul Qa'ada, then Dhul Hijjah, then Muharram, then Safar, then You learn the then it was Rabbi al-Awwal. So eight months 
after he was conceived, he was born. Do you think that was a coincidence? That Rasulullah was conceived in Rajab. Look at this month. Look at all these gems and secrets in this month. Allah has honored this month. He's, and you know, the Quran says it's one of the holy months, but it's separated. It seems to be something unique about this month. Three of them are consecutive. This month is separate. And if you look at some of the gifts, you start to realize this is something else, this holy month. So now, therefore, the scholars point out it is recommended to fast. The other thing, which is worth, worth keeping in mind, is another report. If you can, it is recommended to fast Thursday, Friday and Saturday in the months of Hurma. That's the holy months. Rajab, Dhul Qa'da, Dhul Hijjah, Muharram. Why? Anas radiyallahu relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who fasts for three days on Thursday, Friday and Saturday in the months of Hurma, then a reward of two years of worship will be inscribed for him. Whoever fasts for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the months of Hurma, Rajab, Dhul Qa'ad, Dhul Hijjah, Muharram, a reward of two years of worship will be inscribed for him. This is recorded by Al Haythami in Majma Az Zawait, number 5151, or 3-438. So these are other days which are also inquiries that you keep fast to get the reward. So now just to add, the fasting. Is mentioned, like I've mentioned, quite a few of the blessed reports. But the scholars, they have pointed out something. So there's a famous work. It's written by Hafiz al-Jaziri, and it's called Fiqh al-Madhahib al-Arba'ah, the Fiqh of the Four Schools. So on page 747 of the English translation, the respected Sheikh, this is what he says. The Hanafis, the Malikis, and the Shafi'is, they all state it is recommended to fast in Rajab and also Sha'aban. The Hanbalis, they add, it is makru, it is disliked to fast every day of Rajab but it is recommended to fast some of it. So why have I mentioned this at the end of mentioning the virtues of some of the virtues of Rajab? Because you've gone to the Imams. Have any of the Imams differed with regards to it being recommended to fast in Rajab? No. All the Imams have said it's recommended. Now it's important, they didn't say it's Sunnah. They say it's recommended. The reason they have not called it Sunnah is because the reports, like I mentioned last night, they either suffer from great weakness or weaknesses. But because there is substance to all the reports, the Imams have said it is recommended. Mustahab, you are greatly encouraged to fast in this month. All of the Imams have said this. Imam Ahmad, he puts one addition. He goes, don't fast every day of Rajab. Like I said, this is a howler. You know, that to me is like, what is, what's that supposed to be? But the people, this is how seriously they took Rajab. They thought, we're not going to waste a single day. We're going to fast the entire month. 
Oh, Imam Ahmad was, don't do it. <laughs> don't fast every day. So, when you encourage people to fast in this month, you say, it's recommended, it's greatly encouraged, my dear brother or sister. If they say, is it, is it sunnah? You respond by saying, we cannot call it a sunnah. Mm-hmm. Because the reports aren't of the highest grades of authenticity. So simply put, this is when it becomes a bid'ah. This is what is an innovation. The first, if you call any of the fast sunnah, that is a bid'ah. So don't ever say it's sunnah. So you say to a person, brother, it's sunnah to fast in Rajab. Now you've innovated. Secondly, to insist on fasting any of the recommended days of Rajab is also a bid'ah. So if you start stressing it, you're saying, brother, who are you doing? You got to fast, you call yourself a Muslim. You're not fasting. That's also an innovation. Therefore, if there was no substance at all to all of the reports, the Imams of Guidance would never have all agreed to recommend fasting this holy month. So the reason I've mentioned that is because you will go to Sheikh Google and people think they know everything. And then you get some guys saying, this is no, there's nothing at all in this month. People have invented things. And then you look and you think the obvious question, who's the authority they're quoting? Right? And what they'll do, they'll start quoting the Imams of Hadith. They say, Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani, Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, Hafiz uh, ibn, and of course, other great scholars. And they've all said there's weaknesses or grave weaknesses in the reports of fasting in the month of Rajab. So there's two things to point out there. They only mention fasting. This month isn't just about fasting. That's the first thing to point out. And secondly, they have not, none of the Imams have said that you should not fast. All they are warning against is that you are calling it a sunnah because of a danger in not being from the sunnah of the Prophet And like I mentioned, the Sahih report mentions from Abu Qilaba that whoever keeps one fast in Rajab, he will get a grand palace in paradise. And that's in Behaki, it is Shu'abul Iman, number 3802, Sahih report. So there is a Sahih report, but it's not from the Prophet So again, to reiterate, the holy month of Rajab, we will find out probably tomorrow night, whether it's the first night. If tomorrow night is not the first night, then inshallah, Saturday night would be the first night. And like I mentioned, that is the night when du'as get answered. And recommended, really encouraged to fast during this holy month. And thirdly, also to offer a sacrifice. right? And not forgetting this month is the month in which Allah has never punished the nation. So again, showing how sublime this month is in his sight, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why the hadith which has weakness, the Prophet would say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blesses in our months of Rajab and Sha'aban and conveys safely to the holy month of Ramadan. Amen. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? You mentioned about he was given, some someone was given a profit. Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, no, no. So the Prophet he received the Quran obviously on the night of Qadr. So that's, there's no question about that. But 
prophethood in the worldly sense was given when he literally was conceived. You understand? Right? So when he was conceived, he came into the world, you know. So the report which mentions that I was given prophethood on the 27th of Rajab, Rasulullah was highlighting that the moment he was conceived. So he was out of Alim Arwa and he came into the into the world. But he proclaimed that upon the, the revelation of the Quran. When the Quran was given, then he finally proclaimed to one and all that he's Rasulullah. But not the beautiful link between Rajab and Ramadan. There's a beautiful link, the prophethood and the declaration. Right? And notice how beautiful that is because why they're both sublime months in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how tragic that the month is neglected. Right? And what's the irony? People make that dua and they don't do anything in this month. Blesses in our month of Rajab. We go, why we do anything, brother? I've just made dua. There's got to be something you can do in this month. And like I mentioned again and again, in this part of the world, the fasts are very short. You know, you're breaking your fast now, what, 20 past 4? You know, it's such an easy fast to keep. So Allah is giving you on a plate. You know, subhanallah. And inshallah, the deed on the 27th, I'll mention when we get closer, inshallah, if you're still alive. Are there any other questions you want to ask? سبحانك بحمد سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون السلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل ان يصدق في خصم الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات ونواصل الحق ونواصل الصبر صدق الله العظيم